Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. episode 379. It is Friday here in Cincinnati. It is cold. We still have our blanket of snow from last week's episode. It hasn't melted. In fact, we've just been accumulating more on top of what we had last week. So as I look out the window, um, it looks almost exactly like it did (laughs) a week ago. But so much has changed and And here we are in this new moment together. It's been kind of a wild, weird week. And I think quite a bit of that here at least has been because of the weather. And I know there are matches to that all over the United States and other countries. It's not just here in the Midwest. We have been... Here's how it's felt to me. And we'll see if it resonates with you. It has felt like we go to bed at night with some sort of a a forecast or a projected idea of what tomorrow will look like and then we wake up early usually for me 5:30 in the morning because that's when the school district calls to say no school today <laughs> so i usually wake up with a jarring phone call and and then we sort of settle into, okay, what is today going to be like? Because I'm not sure it matches what I thought the plan was supposed to be. And then we kind of roll through the day waiting to see what the roads are going to be like. And if, you know, this plan can fall into place or this has to be adjusted. And and then we go to bed at night. This has been my week. And then we go to bed at night tired from that sort of low-level not so much anxiety or stress, just that low-level discomfort of not knowing, of just not knowing. And then we wake up in the morning again the same way, and it has been a whole week of this, plus we had some of it last week too. And so I'm, I'm noticing in this moment how much that adds to the intensity of life right now, how that element of uncertainty and and constantly having to adjust in every way everything we're doing (laughs) the schedule the plan I mean all of it you know physically where my husband and I haven't gone to the gym this week which has been really uncomfortable for both of us to not have that movement our dog hasn't gone to daycare we've been outside shoveling snow and it's just been a weird um It's like the flow and routine and ease of the schedule just got thrown up in the air (laughs) and it keeps landing in different places each day. And then we're trying to pick the pieces up and put it back together and have some sort of like semblance of normalcy. And so for us, it's played out with snow. For you, it may be lockdown. There are several 
many who are still in a, a state of lockdown. You know, it may be weather in other ways than what we're experiencing here. It could be COVID. You know, it's it's playing out um, really in so many areas for so many people. So what do we do with all of that? You know, I have the the sense that this is another layer of teaching or preparing us for something that continues to shift within humanity. It's like another level of the awakening of consciousness just keeps opening and we thought we had things kind of figured out and we were on our path and then, you know, here's this other this other thing that we're going to learn and work through and figure out. And the one of the skills, one of the practices, I believe, is is to find that inner stability and steadiness and peacefulness, no matter what is happening around us, no matter what the weather brings, no matter what you know politics or governments or relationships, jobs, finances, whatever comes towards us or around us, can we continue to deepen into our own steadiness and our own knowing of how to navigate through the day. It gets very easy to be caught up in the swirl or the chaos when, for example, a schedule is disrupted. You know, it's it's easy to go, oh, I don't know, and we'll have to do this. And, and everyone kind of lifts up into the chaos of the unknown, and, and it feels more chaotic and more, what's the word, ungrounded. It, it feels like you're kind of caught up in a whirlwind and carried into something that you don't actually want to be carried into, or you're caught up in someone else's drama of their day. You know, it's, it's easy for that to occur. And, and so my practice, which I share with you here, is, you know, coming back into quiet stillness, coming back into a meditative space and clearing some of the clutter out of my mind, breathing out some of the anxiety I feel from others around me and, and finding, you know, just that calm space in the center of myself that can look at what's happening from this perspective that I share with you now, which is there's something bigger going on than a snowstorm. There's something bigger going on than, you know, schools being canceled and everyone trying to figure out how to shift the educational system. (laughs) There's something much bigger happening than that. And and maybe we have words for it. Maybe we don't even need words. It's just feeling our ability to touch that vastness of what is happening and and know that there's a reason for this moment. There's a reason for this experience that each of us is in. There's purpose to the reality shifting around us. And there's purpose to our strengthening of our ability to be centered there's there's great reward in refining your practice every single day 
or if you can't do it every day, every other day, you know, coming into this place like I do and breathing and slowing down the chatter and sorting out all the different voices that, you know, come into our experience every day, some of them from our own mind and many of them from those that we love around us, you know, they're opinions and stories and patterns and their own goals and intentions for this lifetime you know we're always co-creating with other people and sometimes that co-creation gets so loud that um, this inner pause this coming in like I'm modeling here and showing you how I do it it helps me to discern for myself you know this is first and foremost my life that I as a soul came here to experience to create and I came with purpose I came with big intentions I came with huge dreams (laughs) I came with all these emotions I wanted to explore and the co-creation was absolutely an essential part of it but can I keep coming back to my reason for being here you know the the dreams that I know I came here to embody and express and if I believe for myself if if I don't allow space for that um, alignment every day or at least every couple days. Like, if I go days without tuning into who I am and why I'm here and what I want to share, what I want to create, what I want to offer in the work that I do, if I if I miss a lot of time with that, I can feel the discomfort. The it's almost like a resentment that starts building. Like, er, like I don't want to do anything for anybody else anymore. Like I want to do my stuff. You know, I want to tune into my creations. I, it's, it's like, um, such an essential part of who I know I am. And now that I've found this way to tap into it, when I can't tap in and, and allow that energy to move through me, I can feel the buildup of, irritation and frustration in myself and it's it's not really fair to everyone around me when I feel all of that and I don't take care of it I don't pause and go in and allow the flow of energy to carry me and create something it's not everyone else's fault around me and and when I project out and get grumpy and cranky with all of them that's not fair to them and it doesn't feel good to me and so (laughs) I didn't know this is what we were going to talk about but (laughs) this is apparently what is what is most prevalent in this moment for me this time this sacred space of Gaia's love for me is so centering and grounding in my human journey (laughs) as a soul trying trying to figure this shit out (laughs) this is one of those places where I am able to tune in and express so clearly and remind myself like get a grip right and get a grip it's it's always my journey it's always 
my own responsibility to manage my emotions, to manage my days, to find the pockets of time I need to to be with myself and be in my creative space. So if you're listening, there must be a match somewhere in there for you of um, perhaps feeling the squeeze. That's kind of how it feels to me, like my spaciousness that I normally am able to move in very freely in my days, you know, adjusting when someone needs something from me, I can move things around and, you know, having the space to meditate. It has felt this week like all that spaciousness just went (laughs) squished, like in, like in the insane asylum movies of old days, they would show the person being wrapped in all that white tape that just terrifies me because it just feels like torture. But it kind of feels just like I got squeezed this week. And and in that squeezing, you know, can I, as I'm attempting in this moment to do, can I just, like, breathe and push back that squeeze, push it back away out so that there's more room for me to breathe here. There's more room for me to feel what I'm feeling and you know as I just expand the space around myself you know everything feels lighter and calmer and I also know there's this you know other dialogue that happens in my head that is just constantly reminding me like you're so fortunate you're so blessed you could really be struggling you could really be having a hard time you could be in all these other scenarios and realities that are way more intense and you're complaining or you know disappointed with yourself in this moment about this this experience where you've been home all week and safe and well fed and well loved like why do you complain I don't know if you have that kind of dialogue in your own mind that is judging your judgment of your own cushy life you know so for me it's challenging because I do see suffering that is harsh and raw and um, you know so painful and I, and I have compassion for that, and I understand that that is real for so many people. In this moment, as I'm sitting here in my comfortable room with a blanket, and I'm warm and fed, and I know there's this other whole reality that is playing out for so many other people in the world that is not nearly as beautiful as what I'm complaining about. And so... You know, there's a judgment I have on myself about this sharing and the way that I'm doing it. So for me, yeah, this is kind of a tough one because I I have this belief that when we choose to come have a human experience, that we choose the exact path we're going to be stepping into. We choose the family and the environment and the culture and the value system for money and the comfort level. Like all of that is a a very 
deliberate choice made by a soul in order to have the experience that we came here to experience and and so I I have always had this not always but over the last many years I've had this understanding that each reality that people choose it offers different lessons and and they're dependent upon what the soul wants to learn and so I I've kind of understood like my soul's priorities in this lifetime were not on basic survival you know the the very basics of having a home trying to find a home in which to live and trying to find food in which to feed myself and my family that was not what the priority was for my soul in this lifetime it was much more um about the esoteric, the ethereal, the spiritual realm, the, and in order to access all of that, in order to play in those spaces, my basic survival would need to already be met. My security and safety would need to be pretty steady so that my body and my mind would allow more access for my soul to speak through me. And and so it wouldn't serve what I came here to experience to be in survival mode all the time. So there are challenges always with time and health and not health so much for me, but for those around me. And, you know, money is always a factor that is squeezing and releasing and teaching and reminding me of this human complexity <laughs> because money is the exchange here. But the majority of my focus and awareness as a soul would, as I chose this lifetime, it would be to allow my soul to play in these spaces and be a voice for that realm, be a voice for, you know, this awakening of consciousness on our planet. And so focusing on survival would keep me from being able to do those things that my soul came here to do. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> this is clearly uh, an episode where I am looking at some stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's there's so much love in my heart and compassion for all the realities that all of us choose because this this reality I'm living may look very cushy or comfortable and stress-free to someone looking in from the outside and yet I'm still a mind, a body, a soul harmonizing and working through emotions and figuring out you know how to calm the mind and loosen the squeeze and create space to breathe more deeply it's just in a different way than someone else in their reality but it's it's still a similar path it's it's still a similar awakening and um alignment of flow you know of energy moving through me which is what makes Gaia's love podcast so beautiful i i f i feel like because i hold this uh, spaciousness, this capacity of matches that almost anyone could find some connection to what I'm 
sharing because it's an energy, it's a frequency, it's a vibration. And the storyline that goes with it is not the point, it's the energy that's being transmitted. And I feel like we can all find ourselves somewhere in that energy. And when that happens, when when I share my squeeze and my feeling of like, oh, there's no space, <laughs> and you have your energetic connection to that, and then you look at how it relates in your storyline, it's like all of our storylines can sort of breathe a little more deeply. All of the energy expands for all of us as we find those matches it's not you by yourself in your story and me over here by myself suffering in my story it's like we're all just tapping into this energetic and going oh yeah me too <laughs> me too who knew you've been feeling that way oh okay so yours is about this area and mine's about this area but yeah it's the same damn thing <laughs> what a week right like what a week it's been and oh it's not just me. Like, thank God. You're working through it too? Like, oh, doesn't that just bring, like, I feel it, like such relief in your heart. Like, it's not just you. Because there are times, there are times I feel like, am I the only person in the whole world who feels like this? I can't be. But no one else is saying it. Like, there has to be someone else who's as frustrated as I am right now. And also at the same time, absolutely in love with my life and in love with all the people around me and in love with the awakening that's happening. Like I, I'm so grateful to be here and to have all of this happening. And also, shit, man, <laughs> sometimes it's just a lot. It's just a lot. And knowing because I can feel it in my heart right now. I just knowing the relief that like, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> like it just, it just makes it easier. That knowing allows for spaciousness and right. Thank God. It's like, it gives me, um, more strength to to speak my truth and to say like here's the game I was playing in my head I'll just share this I'll open this little window so you can see my brain for a moment <laughs> I'm in this beautiful meditation before stepping into this podcast space because that's what I do I clear my shit so when I show up here I'm as pure of portal as possible and I'm clearing all this energy. I'm running through my chakras and releasing matches of whatever doesn't serve. And my mind at the same time is going, you realize you haven't had like a day of just laying on the couch in weeks because you've been entertaining and then you were traveling and then you did this. And, and so you really deserve, this is what my mind is saying as I'm clearing all this energy, you really deserve a day to just lay on the couch and do nothing. When are you going to get that? <laughs> And in my head, there's this other part of me that's going, you're so selfish. Like, you have had such spaciousness over the last month. You've been spoiled rotten, and you're, you're complaining because you, you don't get a day on the couch. <laughs> Clearing through my chakras, rinsing, rinsing, rinsing. <laughs> and then my mind is like, when? Do you think you could do it next Saturday? 
oh no, you're probably going to have to do this and this and this. So maybe, I don't know, five Saturdays. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) So (laughs) as I sit here now in this moment, like feeling lighter and like there's, there's others who are probably feeling the same way I'm feeling. Uh, And I know I'll name it in case you have the same frustration. Like, when am I going to have a day to myself to just do nothing? (laughs) We have to claim it. I have to claim it. And I have to claim it with my beautiful husband, who (laughs) my son and I were cracking up yesterday. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my husband has more energy than anyone I've ever met in my whole life. I don't know if I'll ever meet anybody who has more energy than he does. (laughs) which is incredible and so good because he gets so much done. And also it's so exhausting. (laughs) Anyone who's ever met him would totally understand what I'm saying right now. Like he just, he's beyond the Energizer Bunny. He's like the Energizer Bunny on steroids. Like he's so, he gets so much accomplished and he never seems to get cranky. Hardly ever do I see him cranky. And I do like a fourth of what he does. And then I'm exhausted and irritated. <laughs> I want to stay on the couch. <laughs> and yesterday, <laughs> he's learning how to adjust his language to, <laughs> to accommodate my fear of projects. <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to tell him to listen to this podcast. He'll just crack up. <laughs> yesterday, we were talking about painting the cabinets in our kitchen. It's going to be tons of money for someone else to do it. And so we're perfectly capable of doing part of the work. So we decided, we as in he led the decision and I agreed. (laughs) We decided that the main part of it we would have done professionally. And then like, you know, the prep work, we could do that. We can take the cabinet down and like blah, blah, blah. We could help. So he's in the kitchen. (laughs) We're looking around at the cabinets. (laughs) And this has been an ongoing thing for a couple of months, more than that, four or five months. We've been talking about redoing the kitchen, redoing the kitchen. (laughs) So, uh, oh God, that's so funny. So we were talking yesterday, counting the cabinets and how many we would need to pull off. It's so many. It's such a ridiculously big kitchen. And so we're talking about this and he says, well, you know, it's really not going to be that much work. It's really not going to be that hard. It won't take us that long. It's like he knows how to preface the project. Like, it really won't be that bad. And I was like, what? Define. Define time for me. Hours? Can we we put it into hours? Because here's what I see. I see, like, many days. Many days of many stages. And trying to work that in around my job and, you know, the things that I need to get done in my family and cooking cooking in the kitchen that has no cabinets that is being painted that we can't touch (laughs) oh god it was just so funny we haven't come to a resolution yet but i can feel this is what i'm (laughs) this is apparently why this is coming up until i claim that i need a day to lay on the couch it will not happen it will not happen because the pace of life is fast the 
amount of responsibilities and activities that are constantly coming towards all of us doesn't seem to slow down, at least not that I have found. If anything, I'm getting more ideas and I want to do more projects of my own for work. There are more collaborations I want to be making and and I'm the one setting that pace. I, as owner of my own business, I'm the one who's determining how I spend my work hours and I could be consumed by that very easily because I love what I do so much. I could be consumed by the projects that my husband wants to do because I so love him and I love his vision and I love the home that he keeps updating and renovating around us. It's amazing. I could be consumed by like all the people around me who I love and adore and want to support and and somewhere in there somewhere in the center of that has to be this stillness within me this rest when I know I need rest because it's been a whole week of whatever or it's been a month or it's been a year maybe for some of us it's been like a lifetime (laughs) sometimes we just know like we have to just lay on the couch whatever that is for you. In the summer for me, that's I'm going outside to the pool and nobody talked to me. I'm going to go lay in the sunshine and recharge. I can't do that here in the winter. And, and so what do I do to recharge, to rejuvenate myself when I can tell I'm getting depleted before I get so depleted that I'm sick or I'm creating a fight or I'm yelling at someone unnecessarily or projecting my shit around at people who don't deserve it. How do I manage for myself when I know I need that recentering? And so, thank God, I created this podcast space to hold myself accountable to myself, to sit here and be real, be true in my own knowing and in how I share that with you and how Source speaks through me (laughs) to remind me of what I need and then show you if that's a match of what you need also. Yeah, and sometimes that um, action step or claiming of something can't happen immediately. You know, there are things this week and this weekend that I know need to be done. And, and so sometimes it's putting a place marker, a placeholder, you know, a few days, a week, maybe a couple months ahead. Maybe it's that like anchoring in, I did say that to my husband yesterday, I said this summer we need to be at the beach with our family, like I know what we need as a, as a unit, we need to go lay on the beach and put our feet in the water together, and, and so we put that placeholder out months ahead to say this thing, right, and you'll know, you'll know what that is for you, and just that claiming of it today, next week, later this year, just that claiming of it brings us into alignment with with steadiness, with peacefulness within. It's like just just that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the title for today is Three Wishes, and and I want to share with you how <laughs> how that beautiful title came to be because it's also part of the um, trusting our own knowing, trusting how we're guided. You know, the the way in which the titles of the podcast flow through for me are teachings in themselves for me. So I sat down this morning with no idea. I'm like, I don't even know what to talk about. Do I talk about the weather today? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what, where do we start? Do I talk about schools? <laughs> and as I started my meditation, and my mind is telling me, you need a day off. <laughs> I... I call in my grandmother every time I do that meditation before the podcast. I call it crystallizing. You know, I attune my energy to the crystal frequency of the earth. And so I I just run crystal energy through all of my chakras. And part of that is to call in my grandmother and my great aunt Stella to come and sit next to me. And I can always feel them. Like, I feel them just here we are. <laughs> you know, my grandmother's on my left and my uh, great aunt is on my right. And I just feel them sort of slide their arms uh, around my back and both of them holding me and snuggling next to me. It's the most incredible feeling. And as I was doing that today, for some reason, the words just popped in my head, like three wishes. I was like, three wishes? And instantly I saw the genie from Aladdin. I was like, you get three wishes. And and then I started thinking, because you know how thoughts just flash through really quickly when you're in alignment and your energy is receiving information. It was like, three wishes, genie. Oh, and then how many people try to uh, manipulate or what would the word be? It's like they try to maximize their three wishes by being super clever. You know, like, I wish for more wishes. <laughs> or the Midas touch. I wish for everything I touch to be turned into gold. It's like we wish for, kind of like what I was saying, I want more even than what I have. And what I have is already so good and so beautiful. And so I had that thought about manipulation of wishes. And I was like, God, a title of three wishes? Am I supposed to share what my wishes are? I don't know if I'm clear on what three wishes. If I was only limited to three, what would I narrow it down to? (laughs) All of this running through my head super quickly. And then I heard the lyrics in my head of the song One Wish by Bliss that is just the most incredible song. And so I'm going to read you those lyrics in a moment. And the lyrics absolutely summarize what I've been saying this whole episode, but in a really beautiful way. And so, of course, the the gift from my grandmother and my great aunt was offering me the energetic of today's episode, the energetic, which is you're always going to be allowed to ask for more and it only comes from within you like you have to be at peace and clear within yourself and then you'll know you'll know what your wishes are and three will be more than enough you yeah you get it so this album 
I just want to share just a nugget about bliss. So bliss is a group. It was a man and a woman, Lucinda Drayton, and oh gosh, what was his first name? Was it Andrew Bliss Blisston Bluffton? I think Andrew Bliston. I'll have to look it up, and I'll put a link in the description. But they came together in the late '90s and uh, created. They started following this meditation practice, yoga practice, and had a huge awakening and in that process created this album called 100,000 Angels. And when I was at the sound healing with Raphael five years ago, a little over that, five and a half years ago, I shared that in a podcast called Five Years Later, I think last September, which or last August, which is when I met Raphael. Anyway, he played 100,000 Angels, that song, the main song, in our healing session. And all of us just adopted that album. Like, we love that album. (laughs) We specifically love that song, and it comes up often when we're together in community. But the album itself is just so sacred and beautiful. I I love the album. It's called 100,000 Angels by Bliss. Um... It was written and released in 2001, which I find so powerful because that was the year 9-11 happened and it's 20 years now, 20 years later that that frequency is still present for us. And so as I read these lyrics, um, you know, feel how they were written 20 years ago and yet they're absolutely even more powerful now in this moment on the other side of hopefully the other side of this COVID journey we've all been taking and so many things that have happened so here are the lyrics and then I encourage you to listen to the song maybe even listen to the whole album and and allow it to speak to you uh, deeply at a soul level in whatever ways you're ready for Alright, One Wish by Bliss. If I had one wish, then what would it be? For each man and woman to live life in peace. To live without fear in a world that's secure. Some say it's a fool's dream, but I'm not so sure. I see all your faces on my TV, driven and hungry with eyes full of tears. Mourning your children, fathers, and friends. Caught in a war that just never ends. How long will it be till your life is mine and all I believe in turns into lies? With all that I am and all that I have, I send you this token, this love from my heart. Oh, I've seen a place much more than a dream A place of such beauty, it hurts just to see. A place of no pain, no crying, no war. Where peace is the treasure that has been restored. If I had one wish, it would be this. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, if I... If I had one wish, it would be peace also. It would be inner peace within me, inner peace within every single individual, which I absolutely believe is the pathway. 
like we many of us spiritual teachers guides leaders healers like we talk about peace and how we want everyone to be in unity and and I this is going to be a side note for a moment I don't believe there is one way to peace or there is one practice or one religion or one meditation style or one uh, teacher or guru like I just don't believe that I believe each of us as souls we come in with our own unique way of getting into alignment of finding our flow of tapping into source god universe consciousness like we all have a different pathway for that and so no one is right or wrong or no one is the only way what what i do believe powerfully believe is that as each one of us finds that pathway to inner peace and we embody that like more and more and more and we we are peaceful it's not just a thought or a wish like we are actually peaceful inside and that becomes our way of being that becomes our embodiment we are these peaceful infinite souls in these human lives that inner peacefulness is going to be radiating calm and um it's like that wish that she has from bliss her wish for for peace when she has that inside of her i have that inside of me you have that inside of you everyone around us starts to have that inside of them then we are a peaceful humanity and so there's no right or wrong way to get to that it's how do you, how do you get there for yourself how do i find that for myself and the more i am that the faster the healing on our planet that brings us all into peace <laughs> the the place she describes of such beauty you know where every man every woman every child is peaceful you notice she didn't say child she said every man every woman <laughs> it's cuz the adults are the ones that are all screwed up who <laughs> as as we find that peace the whole world will become peaceful and so i make that my focus and when i get out of alignment i remind myself to be peaceful to come back to the space to find the humor in my life and and let go of the stuff that is just silly it's just silly <laughs> yeah so that's what that's what we're doing embodying peacefulness yeah i send you just such a big hug today it's been a weird week and Maybe we can just let it be what it was and shift gears.
Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.